ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد سبناكم تو ذا سكشن The statement of the author, rahimahullah ta'ala, wa'alam annahu lam taji bid'atun qat illa minal hamajal ri'a' atba' kullu na'iq aw atba' kulli na'iq yamiluna ma'a kulli rih faman kana hakadha fala dina lah qala Allahu tabaraka wa ta'ala famakhtalafu illa min ba'di ma ja'ahumul ilm بغيا بينهم وقال وما اختلف فيه الا الذين اوتوه من بعد ما جاءتهم البينات بغيا بينهم وهم علماء السوء اصحاب الطمع والبدع in this section now al-imam <coughs> al-barbahari rahimahu allah ta'ala says no that there has never been any heresy any innovation except from the ignorant rabble who follow anyone who calls out wildly. They bend with every wind that blows. So anyone who is like that has no religion. Allah the Blessed and Most High says, the meaning of which is, they did not differ until after the knowledge came to them. Through envy among themselves. And Allah mentioned the meaning of which is. Only those to whom the scripture was given. Differed concerning it. After clear proofs had come to them. Through hatred one to another. They are the evil scholars. Imam al-Barbahari says. They are the evil scholars. Those greedy for this world. And who are the innovators. So here. Al-Imam al-Barbahari talks about. These innovations that have appeared in the religion. We know that it is impermissible to innovate into the religion. And that innovations are not acceptable. We have to cling on to what is mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah. And it is not permissible to invent any new ways or forms of worship for yourself. That is because the Prophet ﷺ already said, "Man ahdatha fi amrina hada ma laysa minhu fahuwa rad." Whomsoever brings about anything new into our religion, then it will be rejected. So here, Imam al-Barbahari says that you should know. No innovation has ever come except that it came from the rabble. It came from those despicable type of people. The despicable type of people, the rabble. It came from them, these innovations. Those people who will twist and turn and bend in whatever direction to follow their desires. Whatever their desires are, whatever benefits them, they will make their rulings based upon that. So they will turn and they will twist and they will take one opinion one day, a different opinion the next day, do one thing one day, another thing the next day, because they are constantly just following their own desires, following what is suitable and beneficial to their own purposes. So therefore they bend and they twist as it mentions here. They bend with every wind. All the time just following their desires, doing whatever they want to do. So Imam al-Barbahari says, فَمَنْ كَانَ هَكَذَا فَلَا دِينَ So whomsoever is like this, then there is no religion for him. He has no religion. The one who behaves in this way, twisting and turning and following his desires everywhere, then he has no religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِلَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَهُمُ الْعِلْمُ بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ That they did not differ 
until after the knowledge it came to them, envious among themselves, due to the envy between themselves. And Allah mentioned, that they did not differ or accept those whom the scripture was given to. They differed concerning it after the proofs had come to them through hatred one to another. And these are the scholars of evil. The people of innovation. Therefore, these types of people are misguided ones. The ones who follow their desires. And they are known as the scholars of evil. And the scholars, they mention them. The true scholars of Ahlul Sunnah. They mention these people. These people who follow their desires. And they give fatwas for anything they want. Whatever suits them. Whatever is beneficial to themselves. They will give fatawa based upon that. So these people, it is not permissible to follow them. It is not permissible to follow the likes of these misguided individuals. They have purchased the ayat of Allah. They have sold them for a small price. And they have opposed the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger Despite the fact Despite the fact that the ayat are clear and the evidences are clear and the truth is established clearly through those evidences and those proofs in whatever the issue may be that they differ in. Despite all of that, despite the evidences being clear in the affairs of the names and the attributes, in the affairs of al-wa'ad wal-wa'id, the... Uh, the punishments, the threats and the rewards that are mentioned fil iman in terms of iman, in terms of the decree in various affairs even though everything is clearly mentioned by Ahlul Sunnah mentioned and explained through those clear ayat in the Quran and the Sunnah the people of deviation still strayed away the people of deviation, the people of innovation still went astray. وَيَقُولُ بَعْضُ الْعُلَمَاءِ وَمِنْهُمْ إِبْنُ حَجَرٍ وَمِنْهُمْ شَاطِبِيِ إِنَّ الْمُبْتَدِعِ لَيْسَ بِعَالِمٍ Some of the scholars, like Ibn Hajar and Al-Imam Shatibi, they said that an innovator cannot be a scholar. It's not possible to say that an innovator is a scholar. الْمُبْتَدِعِ وَلَوْ كَانَ عِنْدَهُ شَيْءٍ مِنْ الْعِلْمِ an innovator, even if he has some knowledge, an innovator, even if he has some knowledge, then that knowledge of his is corrupt. And he is not given any consideration, his knowledge is not given any consideration. So that person is not considered to be from the scholars. Even if he gives the addresses, he gives the lectures, gives the khutbah and considers himself to be something, the reality is, فَإِنَّهُ جَاهِلْ He is ignorant because his knowledge did not benefit him. How did his knowledge not benefit him? Because even though he sought that knowledge and he may have learned something from it, he did not avoid the innovation and he still persisted and fell into that. So this knowledge has not benefited him. He has ended up being an innovator. And that's why the Prophet وسلم, used to seek refuge in Allah from knowledge that does not benefit. Having knowledge but not acting upon it, not getting any understanding from it, Knowledge that does not benefit you, 
The Prophet ﷺ used to seek refuge in Allah to protect him from knowledge that does not benefit. And he used to seek refuge in Allah from a heart that does not fear. And he used to seek refuge in Allah from dua which is not answered. Rather, everybody desires that their dua is answered. So he used to seek refuge from the dua that is not answered. فَالْعِلْمُ غَيْرُ النَّافِعُ أَضَرْ مِنَ الْجَهْلِ عَلَى صَاحِبِهِ وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ So knowledge which does not benefit you, non-beneficial knowledge, it is more harmful upon the person than actually just being ignorant in the first place. That is the severity of the affair. So, just like the people of innovation or the people of desires they said, that these ayat are talking about the Jews, that they did not differ until the knowledge came to them as envy between themselves, that this was the Jews. But, Ahlul bid'i lahum hadhun min hadhi al-ayah. The people of innovation, they also have a share of this ayah. The people of innovation also have a share of this ayah. يعني دافعهم في كثير من الأحيان البغي that the thing which spurs them on the thing which encourages them to do what they do often the people of innovation is envy they have envy to other people they have envy to each other and this type of thing you see it you see it from the people how they have hatred and envy for the people of the sunnah they have hatred and they have envy towards the people of the Sunnah. Maybe it's because they wanted authority for themselves. They wanted position for themselves. They wanted control for themselves. So they don't find that from amongst Ahlul Sunnah. So then they despise and they hate Ahlul Sunnah. And they have envy towards Ahlul Sunnah. And you find that from the people of innovation and the people of deviance. How they speak ill of the Salafis, how they speak ill of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So here, the people of innovation, as Shaykh Rabi'ah says, Hafizahullah, they have a share in this ayah also, that their differing it occurred after knowledge came to them due to their envy between themselves. And what is the proof for that? One of the proofs for that the Shaykh mentions is الدليل أن بعضهم يتمادى في الباطل ولو أقيمت عليه الحجة That some of these people of innovation they will persist upon their falsehood even when the evidence is established upon them. They will persist upon the falsehood. They will carry on upon their innovation. They will carry on upon their deviance even when you explain to them and you give them the proofs and the evidences, they still refuse to accept and they continue and persist upon their falsehood. So when Allah mentioned, That they did not differ in it except those who were given the scripture after the evidences came to them, envy between themselves. These verses are talking about the people of the book, the Jews and the Christians. Differences occurred between them. حصل الاختلاف بينهم وخاصة في محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم and particularly with regards to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. They differed over the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم regarding his coming and regarding his lineage and where he will be from. And various affairs they differed over regarding the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Also, with regards to the Prophet sallallahu some of the people of the book they accepted him, they believed in him. Minhum man amana bi Muhammad ka Abdullah ibn Sallam. Some of them they accepted Islam like Abdullah ibn Sallam, and many of the Christians and a group of the Jews they accepted Islam. And many of the Christians, they accepted and entered into Islam. 
لما أو لما تبين لهم أن محمد حق عليه الصلاة والسلام when it became clear to them that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the truth that he has come with the truth when that became clear to the Christians many of the Christians became Muslims and some of the Jews also became Muslims ذكره الله وذكر أصحابه وأوصافهم في التوراة والإنجيل Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions and their descriptions in the Torah and in the Injil. So this was known to them. And there are ayat in the Quran that mention that also regarding the mentioning of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so these descriptions that were mentioned in the Quran, they are what were mentioned in the Torah. Allah mentions that these descriptions were also in the Torah. So they came, these descriptions came before. And so the Jews and the Christians, they knew about the coming of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So in the Torah, he was described in the book of Musa alayhi salam. The book, the Torah that the Jews, they still cling on to or they claim to do so, then this book, the Torah, within it was a description of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and a description of the people who will be with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even the name Muhammad is mentioned in the books. The name Muhammad is even mentioned in their books. However, despite that, despite that, they refuse to accept. Despite that, they refuse to accept. Some of them were guided, some of them accepted, but many of them, they refused to accept and they were misguided and they continued upon their misguidance that they were on. And so this differing occurred between themselves. The differing occurred between themselves. And the same way the people of innovation, they have a share in that. Many of the people of innovation are like that. Not all of them. Some of them, they may remain upon ignorance. The people of misguidance, some of them may just be upon ignorance. And they may be upon doubts until the truth it comes to them. But some of them, they persist upon their falsehood. They persist upon their wrongdoing. So within this now, within this now is a great lesson regarding the people of innovation and the people of deviance that a person must be warned from them and protect himself from them. Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned كَثِيرٌ مِّن رُؤُوسِ الْبِدْعِي عِنْدَهُمْ نِفَاقَ وَمُنَافِقُونَ Many of the heads of the people of innovation have hypocrisy in them, or they are hypocrites. And to think that hypocrisy finished at the time of the Prophet وسلم, is wrong. Because from the people of innovation, there are many of them who are upon heresy and are upon hypocrisy. And that's why you find these innovations amongst them. Not to be found with the Jews and the Christians. That's why Imam al-Bukhari mentioned in his book, خَلْقْ أَفْعَالِ الْعِبَادِ that many of the scholars they used to say or many of the scholars themselves or some of these so-called scholars of the Jahmiyyah they are even more misguided than the Jews and the Christians from the Jahmiyyah those who are ascribing to Islam because even the Jews and the Christians they say that Allah is above above the heavens Yet, they, the people of innovation, they would say like the Jahmiyyah, Allah is everywhere. 
They would say Allah is everywhere. So their statement is even worse than the statement of the Jews and the Christians in that regard. Their statement is even worse than the statement of the Jews and the Christians because the Jews and the Christians at least say that Allah is above. But these people of innovation ascribing to Islam were saying that Allah is everywhere. وَكَذَلِكَ يُوجَدُ عِنْدَ الْقَدَرِيَّ مَعَانِدِينَ وَفِي الْمُعْتَزِلَ مَعَانِدِينَ وَفِي الْمُرْجِئَ غُلَاتِ مَعَانِدِينَ وَفِي أَهْلِ الْبِدْعِي جَمِيعًا غُلَاتِ مَعَانِدِينَ وَيُوجَدُ فِيهِمْ رِعَاءٌ هَؤُلَاءِ الرِعَاءُ لَا نُكَفِّرُهُمْ وَأُولَئِكَ مَا نُكَفِّرُ مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا مَنْ قَامَتْ عَلَيْهِ الْحُجَّةُ وَعَرَفْنَا عَيْنَهُ مَعَ اعْتِقَادِنَا أَنَّ فِيهِمْ مُنَافِقِينَ لَكِنْ بِالْعَيَانِ نَسْتَطِيعُ So amongst these people of innovation you have those who are persistent and they refuse to accept the truth and they are arrogant but from amongst them you will find the laymen the rabble and we do not declare them to be disbelievers particularly specific people even though we know from amongst them there are some who are hypocrites هي الحق في باب الأسماء والصفات وفي باب القدر وفي باب كذا الأبواب كثيرة الأبواب كلها ثم خالفوها هؤلاء يكونون كفارا لأنهم قامت عليهم حجة لكننا لا نستطيع نعين الأفراد منهم Nowadays the Sheikh says we know or we believe that Salafiyya has spread The da'wa of Salafiyya has spread and many of the people of innovation have come to know what the da'wah of Salafiyyah is. And despite that, many of the people of innovation, despite knowing what the da'wah is, what the Salafiyyah is, they purposely avoid it and they stay away from it and they shun away from it. Even though they know that a Salafiyyah is the truth in the, for example, with regards to the names and attributes, with regards to the decree and those affairs, they oppose it still. So these people would be disbelievers. However, we cannot declare them to be specifically uh, as individuals disbelievers until the evidence is established upon them uh, independently. So until that occurs, we cannot make that statement regarding them. We cannot declare them to be disbelievers. Many of them are laymen. Many of them don't understand so these types of people now who fall into innovation, they fall into misguidance. They practice the religion in a manner which is not practiced by the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba. Then they need to be educated and they need to be taught. But the only way you can educate and you can teach those people is if you have knowledge yourself. Many people out there now they claim to be upon Salafiyyah. Many people out there now, they claim to be Salafi. And the reality is that they are not Salafi. Even these takfiris, these kharijis, upon the methodology of the khawarij, they call themselves Salafi. And these individuals have nothing to do with Salafiyyah. They have taken aboard this name for themselves to give themselves some form of legitimacy and that's what they do they change their names over time al-muhajirun hizb al-tahrir all types of different names al-ghuraba giving themselves a new name giving themselves a fresh breath of life as they believe and then eventually recently they began to call themselves salafi and the reality is they are only using these titles and names for themselves to try to give themselves legitimacy and the khawarij and these takfiris and their likes, they have nothing to do with Salafiyyah. They are not Salafi and there is no branch of Salafism, no branch of Salafiyyah which incorporates them. There is no such thing. They are upon misguidance and they are not upon Salafiyyah. It is as simple as that. So here you must be aware that the people of innovation, the people of deviance, they may claim to be upon Salafiyyah. But many of them, and in fact all of those upon misguidance, then they are not upon Salafiyyah. Then Al-Imam Al-Barbahari goes on to say, وَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا يَزَالُ النَّاسُ فِي عِصَابَةٍ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْحَقِّ وَالسُنَّ يَهْدِيهِمُ اللَّهِ 
ويهدي بهم غيرهم ويحيي بهم السنن وهم الذين وصفهم الله تعالى مع قلتهم عند الاختلاف فقال وما اختلف فيه إلا الذين أوتوه من بعد ما جاءتهم البينات بغيا بينهم فاستثناهم فقال فهدى الله الذين آمنوا لما اختلفوا فيه من الحق بإذنه والله يهدي من يشاء إلى صراط مستقيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تزال عصابة من أمة ظاهرين على الحق لا يضرهم من خذرهم حتى يأتي أمر الله وهم ظاهرون So here Al-Imam Al-Barbahari says No That there will always be a group of people Upon the truth There will always be a group of people of the truth And Sunnah amongst the people There will always be that group of people Who are upon the truth and the Sunnah Who Allah will guide And via them Through them Allah will guide others And revive the Sunnah through them They are the ones who Allah the Most High describes. They are the few who are guided in the times of fitna. That is what Allah mentioned. Only those to whom the scripture was given differed concerning it after clear proofs had come to them. Hatred one to another. Then by Allah and through his permission... He guided those who believed in the truth concerning that which they had differed in. For indeed Allah guides whomsoever He wills to the straight path or to a straight path. And the Prophet ﷺ also said, There will always be a group of my ummah uppermost upon the truth. There will always be a group upon the truth. They will not be harmed by those who forsake them. They will not be harmed by those who abandon them and betray them until Allah's affair comes to pass and they are the uppermost. Until the command from Allah comes, they will remain upon the uprightness, they will remain upon the guidance and so there will always be that group who are upon the truth. Here the author is talking about At-Ta'ifatul Mansurah The aided group, the victorious group The group of people who will remain Upon the Quran and the Sunnah Holding on to the command of Allah Upright, firm upon the command of Allah And the evidence for that is the ayah where Allah said that He will guide those who believe. He will guide those who believed in the affairs that were differed over. And Allah guides whomsoever He wills to a straight path. So Allah will guide the saved sect, the aided sect, the people who are upon the truth, Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Allah will guide them. And the Prophet ﷺ also said, لا تزال طائفة من أمتي على الحق ظاهرين There will always be a group from my people upon the truth uppermost. They will be clinging on to the truth always. One group of people from my ummah, the Prophet ﷺ said, will always be upon that truth. And he said, ستفترق هذه الأمة على ثلاث وسبعين فرقة كلها في النار إلا واحدة that this ummah will split up into 73 sects the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said this ummah will split up into 73 sects كلها في النار إلا واحدة all of them will be in the fire except one قالوا من هي يا رسول الله They said, which one is that, O Messenger of Allah, the one that will be saved? قال, he said, مَنْ كَانَ عَلَى مَا أَنَا عَلَيْهِ وَأَصْحَابِي Those who are upon what I am upon and my companions are upon. The saved sect, they will be the ones who are following 
exactly what the Prophet ﷺ was upon and what the companions were upon. And that's why we say we follow the Quran and the Sunnah with the understanding of the Salaf of this Ummah. فَأَشَارَ الْمُؤَلِّفُ هُنَا إِلَى هَذِهِ الْفِرْقَةِ So the author, he is indicating, highlighting this group. وَذَكَرَ الْأَدِلَّ عَلَى ذَلِكَ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ وَالسُنَّةِ And he mentioned the evidences from the Qur'an and the Sunnah regarding that. وَمِنْهَا حَدِيثِ And from those evidences about الطَّائِفَةُ الْمَنْصُورَةِ يَبْعَثُ اللَّهُ عَلَى رَأْسِ كُلِّ مِئَةِ سَنَةِ فِي هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ مَنْ يُجَدِّدُهَا لَهَا دِينَهَا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send every 100 years, at the top of every 100 years, somebody who will come to revive the religion for this ummah. At the head of every 100 years, Allah will send someone to revive the religion for this ummah. هَذِهِ الْأَحَادِيثِ وَهَذِهِ الْآيَاتِ تَوَاكَبَتْ فِي بَيَانِ أَنَّهُ لَا يَزَالُ فِي هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ مَنْ يُقِيمُ اللَّهُ بِهِ الْحُجَّةِ وَيَنْصُرُ بِهِ دِينَهِ وَيَرْدَعُ بِهِ كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْغَاوِينَ وَهُمُ الطَّائِفَةُ الْمَنْصُورَةِ وَالْفِرْقَةُ النَّاجِيَةِ الْمَذْكُورَ فِي الْأَحَادِيثِ الْمُشَارِ إِلَيْهِمْ فِي هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ so these evidences, they all indicate to you that there will always be a group who remain upon the truth. There will always be a group who remains upon the truth aided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who aid the religion. They aid the religion and they establish the evidences and those who oppose them, they are turned away or they are rebuked by them and this group it is the saved sect the aided sect Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah as salafiyun they are the ones who are mentioned in the hadith in the various ahadith and they are the ones who are indicated in the ayah wa humul mushar ilayhim fi hadhihi al-ayah qala ta'ala وَمَا اخْتَلَفَ فِيهِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ أُوتُهُ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتُ بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ فَاسْتَثْنَاهُمْ وَقَالْ فَهَدَى اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لِمَا اخْتَلَفُوا فِيهِ مِنَ الْحَقِّ بِإِذْنِهِ وَاللَّهُ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides whom he wills to a straight path. And they are the people of Iman. They are Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides and keeps them upon that straight path and that straight methodology. Because the straight path and the straight methodology, it is only one pathway. It is only one pathway. You cannot say, Every Muslim, every mosque can do whatever they want to do and everybody will be saved. And everybody is upon the way of the Prophet ﷺ. That isn't true. Some people, they turn off the lights and they sit together and they say, this is how the Prophet ﷺ told us to worship Allah. And that is a lie. Some people in the different mosques, they say Allah does not have any names, does not have any attributes. And that's what they believe and that is a lie. Some people they celebrate the birthday of the Prophet ﷺ and they say this is worship to Allah and that is a lie. So all of these different things that different people they do, you can't say everybody's okay. We're all Muslims, it's no problem. There is only one pathway. There is only one way, the proper way, which the Prophet ﷺ told us we have to do. So you don't have a choice. You can't just do whatever you want to do and say it's okay. We all say la ilaha illallah. You have to be upon the way that the Prophet ﷺ taught us. You have to be upon this methodology of Ahlul Sunnah wa Jama'ah, Al-Ta'ifatul Mansura, Al-Firqatul Najiyah, the saved sect. Because the Prophet ﷺ said that this Ummah will split up into 73 sects. All of them will be in the fire except one. 
which one will not be in the fire? The ones who follow the Quran and the Sunnah upon the way of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the Sahaba, the Salaf. That is the only saved sect. So you cannot say that all of the Muslims, whatever they want to do, it's okay, everybody's Muslim. That isn't the correct way to think. People who are upon misguidance, people who are upon desires, people who are upon falsehood, then they need to be educated, they need to be taught. And those who are the callers to that misguidance, they need to be warned against. All of this is from the nasiha. All of this is from the true advice and sincerity in the religion. Somebody is calling to misguidance, warn against that person and warn the others to stay away from him. That is from the sincerity. Because there is only one saved sect, only one pathway to success. So if there are misguided and deviant individuals calling to other pathways, then you must warn against them. You must warn against the false methodology, the incorrect path, the incorrect way that they are treading upon. And this is what we were talking about last time. Now you understand these examples. When we mentioned about GLM, for example, that they bring Kamal Makki who does the magic tricks, that is not from the saved sect. That is not from the way of Ta'ifatul Mansura al Firqatul Najia. That is opposing this way. Activities like magic and tricks, that is against what Ahlul Sunnah have said. That is against what the Prophet has said. So you warn against that. Warn against that. And you cannot say, but scholars come to them, some Salafis come to them. Even if they do, if they are bringing somebody to do magic tricks, you warn against it. Warn against what they are doing, warn against this organization. Because of the falsehood that they are putting in front of the people. So you cannot try to hide that and say because we have Salafi scholars. But at the same time you bring the magician. Or bring somebody who says certain types of tricks are allowed. That is not the correct way. So here there is only one methodology. فَهَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لِمَا اخْتَلَفُوا فِيهِ مِنَ الْحَقِّ بِإِذْنِهِ وَاللَّهُ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ إِلَىٰ صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ هذا حصل في الأمم السابقة وكانت تظل الأمة ويبقى منها من يبقى وقد لا يبقى يعني مثلا ضل قوم نوح بعده بقرون حتى لم يبقى أحد وجاء هود وجاء صالح وجاء إبراهيم في أمم يعني نسأل الله العافية ليس فيه من يقول لا إله إلا الله so some of the people of the past, they differed in this way. And some of them, they remained upon the truth. And sometimes none of them remained upon the truth. And some of the prophets and messengers, they were sent to people where all of them were upon misguidance and none of them were upon the truth. Ibrahim salam, like it is mentioned when he was sent to his people, all of those people were upon disbelief. All of them were upon disbelief and they were not upon the worship of Allah, upon Tawheed. Then the Shaykh goes on to mention that the scholars of this group, the scholars of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they are in reality the inheritors of the Prophets. So the true scholars, the scholars of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the people of knowledge, then we must return back to them. They are the inheritors of the Prophets. They are the inheritors of the Prophets. As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, they have inherited from the Prophets the revelation, i.e. the Qur'an, the Sunnah, the revelation, what we are to implement and what we are to practice. They have inherited that from the Prophets and the Messengers, i.e. that understanding. And that is the understanding that we are required to understand too. So we return back to the scholars and we ask the scholars and we do not know Ask the people of knowledge if you do not know. So whomsoever takes that revelation, then he is the inheritor. Whomsoever takes that revelation, he practices that revelation, the Quran and the Sunnah, the correct methodology, 
then he is from the inheritors. As for the one who depends upon the people of innovation and the people of misguidance and the people of logic and the people of philosophy and the Sufis and their likes, then that type of person has not inherited from the Prophet Those types of people are inheriting from other than the Prophet As for the people who have inherited from the Prophet truthfully, then they are the ones who cling on to the Qur'an and the Sunnah in their aqidah and in their worship and in all of their affairs in their life. Everything in their lives, how they do things, it is based upon how the Prophet ﷺ taught us. وَهِيَ هَذِهِ الطَّائِفَةَ الَّتِي تَحَدَّثَ عَنْهَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم فَجَاءَتْ فِي كُلِّ زَمَانٍ كَمَا أَخْبَرٍ So this group of people who do that, they stick to the Qur'an and the Sunnah and the way of the Sahaba, they are the ones who the Prophet ﷺ was talking about. They are the ones who the Prophet ﷺ mentioned will be in every time and they will be apparent. وَهَذَا مِنْ مُعْجَزَاتِهِ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ And this is from the miracles of the Prophet so this is from the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ, that he would tell us about things uh, which have already occurred in the past and then they would be exactly in accordance to the reality. Things which have occurred and they would be exactly in accordance to the reality. And things which are going to occur, then they come and they occur exactly as the Prophet ﷺ said they were going to occur. That is from the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ. So from the many types of news that the Prophet ﷺ told us about, the coming of the Dajjal for example, that at the end of time, there will be an individual, the Dajjal, the Prophet ﷺ told us about him, told us about the coming of the Dajjal. This is from the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ. And that is something which was testified to in one of the narrations found in Sahih Muslim, where a group of the people, they went out on a ship, and they were tossed around in the ocean by the waves for a time period until they eventually came across an island. So they got off the ship and they went to the island. On the island, they were faced by a beast. And this beast had fur upon it, shaggy wool upon it fur and hair all over its body beastly so much so that they could not even tell where the front of this beast is and where the back of the beast is such was the beastly appearance of the fur all over it so then to summarize the narration this beast told them to go to a particular temple on that island so when they went to that particular temple on the island, they came across a man chained up. A huge man, huge man, chained up. And when they asked him in the end, to summarize the narration, he told them he is the Dajjal. And that soon he will be released. So when they came back, and afterwards they became Muslims. They told the Prophet ﷺ what had happened to them that one time when they were still not Muslims at that time, when they went out onto the ocean and they ended up on this island and they met this beast and then they came across the Dajjal. The Prophet ﷺ said he was pleased with this 
narration from them. He said, look, just as I told you, just as I told you regarding the Dajjal, they came across the Dajjal upon that island. And that's why some of the scholars, they say, the Dajjal is alive now and he is upon this island somewhere in the eastern part of the world and that he will be exited at the end of time and that is the Dajjal that will come. And others, they say, no, it will be at the end of time that he will come and he is not of the Dajjal which is present now on an island. That is not the case. So that is something that is slightly differed over by the scholars. But the point being that the Prophet ﷺ told us about the Dajjal and that is from the miracles. And also he told us about Isa ﷺ, how Isa ﷺ will come back and descend at the end of time. He told us about the beast. He told us about all types of different affairs that will occur uh, towards the end of time. He told us about the fire which will occur in the land of Hijaz. He told us about various affairs, about the punishment of the grave, the barzakh, all of these things about the afterlife, all of these things the Prophet ﷺ informed us of. And they are from the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ that Allah revealed those things to him. وَجَاءَتِ الْوَقَائِعِ وَالْأَحْدَاثِ تُؤَكِّدُ مَا يُخْبِرُ بِهِ هَذَا الرَّسُولُ الْكَرِيمِ صلى الله عليه وسلم and some of the events they have occurred just like the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said they would occur some of the events have occurred already just like the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said they would happen so this indicates to you the miracles of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم so one of these narrations which shows the miracle of the Prophet ﷺ is this hadith. This hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said that the victorious group, the aided group, the saved sect will carry on and they will remain. There will always be the saved sect. That is from the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ. He informed us of that, that the saved sect will continue and always be there. Uh, and this is similar to the narration that Imam al-Barbahari mentioned لا تزال عصابة عصابة similarly again just like this narration a group of the people they will remain and they will continue upon the truth and they will not be harmed by anybody who deceives them anybody who betrays them anybody who abandons them and goes into opposition against them this group Ahl sunnah wal Jama'ah those who cling on to the Qur'an and the Sunnah with the understanding of the Salaf of this Ummah, then they will not be harmed by the likes of these types of individuals. Then Al-Imam Al-Barbahari says, وَعَلَمْ رَحِمَكَ اللَّهُ أَنَّ الْعِلْمَ لَيْسَ بِكَثْرَةِ الرِّوَايَةِ وَالْكُتُبِ إِنَّمَا الْعَالِمُ مَنِ اتَّبَعَ الْعِلْمَ وَالسُّنِنِ وَإِنْ كَانَ قَلِيلَ الْعِلْمِ وَالْكُتُبِ وَمَنْ خَالَفَ الْكِتَابُ وَالسُنَّ فَهُوَ صَاحِبُ بِدْعَ وَإِنْ كَانَ كَثِيرُ الْعِلْمِ وَالْكُتُبِ He says, no, may Allah have mercy upon you. That knowledge isn't just narrating lots and having lots of books. Knowledge isn't just narrating lots and having lots of books. The alim, the scholar in truth, is the one who follows the knowledge and the sunan, follows the knowledge and the sunnah which has come. Even if he only had a small amount of knowledge and a small amount of books, and the one who opposes the book and the sunnah, opposes the Quran and the sunnah, then he is an innovator, even if he has lots of knowledge and he has lots of books. So here Imam al-Barbahari makes it very clear who the person of knowledge is. He is the one who follows the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Not just somebody who has many books or even somebody who has learned a lot of knowledge. That person isn't straight away a person of the Sunnah. The person of the Sunnah is the one who clings to the evidences, clings to the Qur'an and the Sunnah even if his knowledge is small and even if his books are few in number. That is the person of knowledge. So here, he says, Sheikh Rabi'ah, يعني يرى أن كثرة الكتب وكثرة العلم ليس المقياس للعلم الشرعي المطلوب. 
having lots of books and having lots of knowledge, that isn't the criteria to determine who's got the actual Islamic knowledge. The knowledge is the knowledge that benefits. So even if a scholar had small amount of knowledge and a few books, but he benefited from that knowledge in the correct aqidah and in the manhaj, then he is the alim. فَحَيْثُ نَعَمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ هَذَا الْعَالِمْ قَلِيلُ الْعِلْمُ قَلِيلُ الْكُتُبِ فَحَيْثُ اسْتَفَادَ مِنْ عِلْمِهِ وَانْتَفَعَ بِهِ عَقِيدَةً وَمَنْهَجًا وَتَطْبِيقًا فَهَذَا هُوَ الْعِلْمُ الَّذِي يَعْتَدُّ بِهِ أو يَعْتَدُّ بِهِ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى وَيُحِبُّهُ وَيُحِبُّ أَهْلَهُ وَأَثْنَى عَلَى أَهْلِهِ قَالْ إِنَّمَا يَخْشَى اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءُ So the scholars who have the knowledge, the real scholars are the ones who have the actual knowledge of the Qur'an and the Sunnah and they practice it in aqidah, in manhaj, in implementing that. It doesn't mean somebody who has lots of knowledge, but he doesn't follow the correct way, then he is not upon the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So don't be fooled when they say to you that such and such a scholar is from the major scholars, or he is from the permanent committee or other types of committees. Just being on that by itself isn't a proof that this person is a scholar of the Sunnah. Or he is from the Hayat Kibar al-Ulama. Not everybody who is from the Hayat Kibar al-Ulama is upon the Sunnah. Some of those people who have been elected to be upon that panel, they are not upon the way of the Sunnah. They've been refuted by the scholars of the Sunnah. They are not upon the correct way. So don't be confused when these people say to you, that this man, he is from the permanent or from the large scholars, from the major scholars. Not always will that mean that this person is a person of the sunnah. It's not always. So here the shaykh says, be aware. The scholar in reality, even if he has a small amount of knowledge, but as long as he is practicing the Quran and the sunnah, and he is upon the correct methodology, that is the scholar in reality, the one who has benefited from his knowledge, not the one who claims to have lots of knowledge and lots of books, but he has not benefited from his knowledge and he is not practicing the Quran and the Sunnah upon the methodology of the Salaf of this Ummah, then that is not the one who is considered as the scholar. That is the point that we'll conclude upon today and then we'll carry on from the next section next time. But before we conclude, if there are any questions, any issues regarding that section so far, then we'll put aside some time now to discuss those affairs if we're able, insha'Allah ta'ala. So if anybody has any questions regarding this issue, regarding the saved sect, regarding Salafiyyah, then if we're able, then we can discuss that now, insha'Allah ta'ala.